So, I mean, even side hustles or jobs that you just will be making you some extra money. It's not really possible. So let alone working a full time job or even a part time job. It's hard. It's hard unless your employer is actually going to understand and will actually, I would say, have sympathy for what you're going through. That's the only way that I feel like it would work out. Have you tried yoga? Maybe you should see a psychologist. Are you stressed? Change your diet. Acupuncture. Try stretching. Sleep? You've been doing so well. Stop stressing. Anxiety. Functional? Functionality. 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 Welcome to the Functionality Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha. How are y'all functioning? The tea of the day is a Tezo peach cobbler tea because it's my late grandmother's birthday and I figured I need something that feels like home that feels nice and comforting so this tea is a delicate melange of black teas with peach notes apple and cinnamon with other natural flavors so also that goes right along with our topic which is what's the tea on F&D and employment. And if I know a little bit about what people might be feeling out there these days, we just need some comfort food after we have to deal with employment and making money and dealing with bills and just trying to survive as a human in this world today. So what's the tea on F&D and employment? Well, not much. But I would say I want to start off and say that uncertainty is really the key word when it comes to F&D and employment. In my story, in my case, uncertainty is absolutely the key word because symptoms are so absolutely unpredictable. It's difficult to hold anything consistent. So it's difficult when you are looking at a application or you're looking at a job description and you see what the schedule might be and you see what your the requirements are going to be of you and then thinking realistically like, a Monday through Friday, a full-time job, am I going to be able to be consistent with this because my symptoms are so unpredictable and because I don't know what I'm going to feel like from one day to the next? And so then you're like, mm, I'm not, for me, I wasn't sure or I'm still not sure or I still don't even really think I could be. Even something not like a real job, like babysitting or dog walking or transporting like kids from school to after school or anything like that. I can't even guarantee that I would be able to be consistent enough that I would even attempt to make those type of arrangements. So like, sure, I, I will walk your dog while you go on vacation. And then I'm in a flare at that point And I'm like, hey, um. Yeah, sorry, can't do it. So, I mean, even side hustles or jobs that you just will be making you some extra money, it's not really possible. So let alone working a full-time job or even a part-time job, it's hard. It's hard unless your employer is actually going to understand and will actually, I would say, have sympathy for what you're going through. That's the only way that I feel like it would work out. So for me, I haven't even worked. I haven't worked since the beginning of COVID, which was be right before my symptoms started. So it was maybe six months before my symptoms started. So everything kind of happened at once, but I know without a doubt, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with the work that I was doing. I was working in the school with uh, children on the autism spectrum. And so I was like one-on-one -on -one with a kiddo and 
it was I mean, there was some behaviors and things like that, that I had to keep up with. And so I know that I couldn't do that. I know that the way that my body hurts, the way that the fatigue sets in for me, the way that ticks and tremors and things arise when I do too much, I would have been like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And so luckily, I do get retirement pay from the VA from being in the military. (laughs) I got retired from the military because of my UC. So me and chronic illness, we're like good buds. We've been buds for a while. But so yes, I get that retirement pay. However, I used to hold a full-time job. I used to have my own home and all of those bills and everything on my own. And now I don't. And all of a sudden I didn't. So I attempted to look for a remote job and I attempted other side hustles like Instacart shopping and Uber Eats and DoorDash and Amazon Flex. But I never had the energy to do those things, especially after a full day of homeschool with Mommy Junior. So I'm using all of spoons for that. And then I'm supposed to go out and do DoorDash or Uber Eats or something like that. I did it a few times and It was just so exhausting. And so it made it so that like, yeah, I would leave right after and I could go and make money and I would feel good about that. But then I would get home and I wouldn't have any energy to do anything for my family. So I had to kind of prioritize and really just make a decision of like, where am I going to use my energy? Where am I going to give my spoons to during the day? And it really just wasn't going to be to doing those sorts of things outside of the home. One, I'd have to be behind a wheel and making several trips, different places. And that is a lot. That's a whole lot, especially at the end of the day. And I couldn't realistically doing it, do it during the day unless I was taking Mommy Junior with me, which I'm supposed to be homeschooling. So it just is a whole lot to think about. And so like, I honestly, I can't even imagine being a kid or a teenager or even a young adult dealing with this because I couldn't go to school like this. I don't know how it's possible. I would without a doubt want to be homeschooled or as a parent, I would want to homeschool my child just to make it easier for them, provided that they desired that. But even if I was like in college, I would definitely be opting for online classes because it's a lot. It's a whole lot to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to be there. And then especially if they keep track of attendance and things like that, it's so stressful. And it's like, do we really need that extra stress on us to think about, oh, this is where I have to be. And this is I have to be here every day. And I have to give my energy to this. It's just like, we have a hard enough time just living that I wish it was just easier to have a source of income. And so I'm grateful for having been exposed to the financial markets during the COVID time, like options and Forex and binary, etc. Because that makes it so that I can make money on my terms, I can make money from my bed, I can make money from anywhere that I am. And I know you guys are like, Oh, no, she's one of them. So I'm not going to go into how it is possible to really be anywhere you want to be in making money. But that's an option that I absolutely needed dealing with what I'm dealing with as far as illness. And I'm also grateful for the guys at EYL, again, for simply providing education so that I know that there are potentially other options for me so that I know that working for somebody else for the rest of my life is not what I have to do so that I know that I can find a way to make passive income so that I don't have to spend as much of my energy trying to earn um, money. And that's that's as far as I've gotten. Now, have I been super duper successful and f- making what I was making with my job? Or am I making the income that I was making with my job? No, not yet. But I'm working on things. 
And what I kind of got to the point of realizing or believing is that um, working for yourself is really the best option. Working for yourself would probably be the best option. I can find different streams that will make it so that I'm not working as hard as my money is working for me. And I think that's the whole goal, especially when you don't have the energy to be the worker, to be the workhorse. And that's how it is. So what do we need money for? Literally everything. So like literally everything and more when you have chronic illness. So buying equipment can get costly if the insurance isn't right. That's like the number th- number one thing that I realized when I first started dealing with this is like, hey, I need certain... I need certain tools. I need certain things to help me just be functional. And insurance doesn't cover everything. So I mean wheelchairs, roller walkers, canes, grab bars, shower seats, prescription medicines. If your insurance doesn't cover all of that, um, herbal medicine, if you are not one that opts for prescriptions. So then if you don't opt for prescriptions because you don't want to be a part of big pharma, now you have to find a way to have something that is going to give you that symptom relief or that pain relief. And so you're going to have to pay for that. It's just not free. I mean, heating pads, they're just not free. Weighted blankets, I'm on, I'm about to be on my third one. They, the weight in them shifts. I use it every single night and the weight, the sand in them shifts or whatever the pellets are in them, it shifts. And so then the weight isn't distributed as evenly. So then it's less effective. So then I got to buy that again. Um, I had to buy a whole sleep number bed. You think that insurance paid for that? No, it didn't. And so those are just like, uh, Equipment bills. That's just equipment bills, let alone the bills that every other human has to pay for. But I mean, luckily, I have a little bit of a different setup than other people do. But I mean, what are the main bills? I have food. I have to buy food. I have to eat. Even though I don't eat that much, I still have to eat and I still have to provide the food for my family or I choose to provide the food for my family. I do have to pay for gas because I do go places (laughs) and I do have insurance and things like that i mean the regular bills gas and water and a place to live yeah and then mommy jr's needs she's growing like a weed right now so guess what she needs clothes she needs shoes she needs different things and extracurriculars i just put her in a baking class because she's a baker she also does karate that doesn't just come for nothing that doesn't come for free there are things that need to be paid for and so i'm supposed to tell her oh wait i'm sick so you can't do anything absolutely not that is not the option that i am going to choose so i have to figure out a way there's also other potential bills such as co-pays and out-of-network provider payments. Like I said, when I went to the chiropractor, that wasn't in my network. So I was paying $50 every single visit. Luckily, the acupuncture was covered, but I think it would have been a similar payment and that would have been twice a week. Where am I getting this extra $100 a week from if I'm not even working? Do you think I have extra money to give? No. What about urgent care and emergency room visits? If you're interested in that, because at this point... I'm over it. Y'all are gonna have to drag me to the ER. Like it just, I'm over it. I never go. But if you're interested in that, or if you need to, those come up with bills. Even if you have insurance, they're gonna find a way for something that wasn't covered because you did it in an emergency manner. Where's that money going to come from? So all of this comes back to employment. So I'm very blessed that my bills are minimal because I don't know what I would do. I literally would have been struggling 
or back with my mom if it wasn't for Mr. Mahogany. So shout out to him in every single episode. He is my lifesaver, honestly, because he is the worker in the house. He works. He provides the majority of the bills. And that just is what it is. It sucks. It sucks to even have to say that out loud because I am pretty self-sufficient, have always been self-sufficient, had my own place, had my own car, everything when I met him. And then slowly what is happening? I don't have a car anymore because we realized that I don't drive enough that we needed to pay that extra car insurance, extra note, extra gas, etc. So now I use the other car in the house. But it's like, these are the things that are um, taken away. So this concept alone, it, it makes it very clear to me that chronic illness can and likely will in some manner strip away your independence. You can't even be independent enough to be employed. Not that we want to and like wake up every day waiting to um, be an employee. However, being an employee is the main way that people make their money. So what are you supposed to do when your body says you can no longer do so? Take, for instance, we all saw a few months ago, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber and his Ramsey Hunt syndrome. He had to cancel his tour. That means what? He had to call off work. He was no longer able to do the thing that made him money. Now, he has multiple streams of income. Good for him. He has a bigger cash flow, a bigger um, reserve than most people do because his checks are bigger and stuff. But he had to call off work. And so now all the people who don't live with uh, chronic illness, they just are like, oh, no, that's so bad for him. And they're so empathetic to him. But this happens every single day to people like me and people like you who may deal with symptoms and can't work. It happens every single day. And so it's more than just calling off work for us. He can still be a singer. He can still sing when he gets better. Yada, yada, yada. Life goes on. But what happens if you had a job, you held a job, you had to start calling off before you even got diagnosed, didn't know what was going on, and then your employer let you go because of the, uh, the repetitive absences? What, what are you supposed to do then? Then what are you, where are you supposed to turn? Where are you supposed to turn? So we don't have multiple sources of income or even a plentitude of capital like he does. And as he would assume to have, I, I can't speak for that man's money, but it's it's assumed that he has a little bit more than, than the common person. And so it's a stressful situation to live with and work through by itself, let alone while you're also feeling miserable inside your own body. And so the extra stress that it adds is immense. I don't want to skate past that point because that part has been one of the the most the biggest triggers truthfully because I'm trying to find a way to provide. I'm trying to find a way to still be the provider and the person that I was before and that person's no longer here. That person is no longer here. Um it's it's a pill to swallow. It is a pill to swallow, especially even for probably a person who has a partner. For Mr. Mahogany and I, we've had to have these discussions and I've had to like apologize and be like, I'm sorry I'm this way. 
I'm sorry that I can't help with bills. I'm sorry this and that. And of course, he doesn't expect anything out of me except for just to, he always says, I just want you to be better. I just want you to work on you so you can be better. I just want you to be better. And that's all he wants out of me. But what if, what if you don't have a partner that's supportive like that? What if you don't have parents to lean back on? What if you don't have anybody? What are you supposed to do? I've seen several GoFundMes just so that people can pay their rent. I've seen people be like, hey, can you please help me? I haven't been able to work because I've been in a flare. I was in the, the ER and then I got admitted. And now my rent won't be able to be paid this month because I was hourly and my check is going to be short. I mean, literally having to do a GoFundMe just so they can keep a roof over their heads. Just so they can keep a roof over their heads. Oh, 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 oh. Don't forget to throw in inflation. Don't forget that because we're also living in a very inflated time. So if you were getting some type of assistance, what happens when the prices on everything raises, but the income that you're making doesn't? These are everyday realities. These are everyday realities for everyone almost, but it's just an extra added stress, an extra added dose of, I almost am not good enough for people who deal with chronic illness. Like you want to be able to provide, you want to be able just to not have to ask people for help. You want to be able to be self-sufficient. But what if you can't? So F&D and employment, I mean, that's, it's not really a mix. They don't really like each other, in my opinion. But that's not okay. Because guess what you can't get? Or guess what's very difficult to get? Disability. Disability is so hard to get it is so hard it takes so long it can take years Do, who has a couple years to tell their people the people who are sending them bills who has a couple years to say I will get you your money and I will pay you all that rent in just a few years no they're gonna evict you no they're gonna cut your lights off no they're gonna cut your water off and so likely I've seen a lot of stories also that people who get disability quickly have had to use a lawyer guess what lawyers also need <laughs> they need money from you. It is like, it's just a constant cycle. Money is, whether you want it to be or not, money is really the root of a lot of things. And it is is the source of you being able to do a lot of things. What if I wanted to go to, say, the Mayo Clinic? What if I wanted to... What if I wanted to go to a different state where there was doctors and clinics that would cater to F&D? What if I wanted to do that? But I need money to do so. I need money to pay for a flight. I need money to pay for lodging while I'm there. I need money to pay for the actual clinic. It's difficult. And then also when it comes to getting approved for disability, you need lots of documentation from your doctors as well. So what if you don't go to your doctor that often because they gaslight you or they are not helpful or you don't have good enough insurance to find anybody new and you've you're not getting the help you need from certain doctors. So what if you haven't found one that actually believes in you enough that they would advocate for you on that type of documentation because they have to agree that you can't work or that it would be difficult for you to work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we still have to deal with all of this while also dealing with symptoms, while also trying to be a good friend, be a good daughter, son, mother, father, cousin. <sighs> I, I mean, it's a lot. 
So <laughs> fingers crossed, I'm actually working on a project that would help those with chronic illness to have some sort of relief in different things. So stay tuned, um, though. It's a it's a very big project. It's a very big dream. But I, I won't be held back and I won't be to the point where I have no other place to turn. I won't be I will not hit the point where I don't have any options. If I don't have any option, I'm going to make an option. That's the way that I roll. That's the way that I've gotten through my life. And that's the way that I'm going to continue to thrive. So I'm working on the projects. But in the meantime, again, what am I to do? What am I to do in the meantime? I, again, would love to hear from anyone who has any insight on how they have handled their employment situation and their money situation. Because this is a situation, this is a topic here where I I'm still trying to find answers. I am still trying to find solutions and I would love to chat about it with other folks who have been in a similar situation. Help me. Help me. It's not the end of the world. It won't be the end of the world because I do know people who have been able to remain employed or who have switched to remote positions. And if you have a good employer, if you've been with your employer for years and they can understand and can make adjustments and accommodations for you, I definitely recommend that you go talk to them. Go talk to them and see what the possibilities are. If you absolutely need a job, look for remote jobs. And then when it comes to the interview or any uh the application and you want to put any sort of note put that like hey i need to talk to someone in hr or i need to talk to the hiring manager so that they know what my situation is coming in because i think and i know that all of us have so many skills and talents that we would love to be able to use but if we can't walk into an office every day or walk into an appointment every day or what have you then we almost aren't able to shine our skills and show what we're able to do i would honestly love to be a public speaker but I can't guarantee that I would be there every day. And it's hard to build a resume of any type of public speaking if you don't already have the experience. And it's hard to get the experience if you don't have people that know that you can do so. So I would say I would love for people to put out there what they do or what they would like to do or just what they have found that works and is a solution when it comes to FND and employment. That would be all the tea that I have on that topic today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Till next time, be intentional, be faithful, and be humble. <laughs>